All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Full Time Show. Hope you guys are all having a great day today. Today we have our good friend Adam. He has been on the podcast before, so welcome, Adam. Yeah, thanks. Um, so、uh, let's get started. <laughs> exactly, I like it. Just straight to business, right? Yeah, <laughs> I like it. All right, so、uh, today, as you know, the Champions League Men's Player of the Year、uh, nominees were announced, along with Coach of the Year.、Um, but I want to hear. Who you think should win Men's Player of the Year? So the candidate, the nominees, I should say, are Kevin De Bruyne, Ngolo Kanté, and Jorginho. All right, so I'm I'm immediately、uh, going to le- eliminate Kevin De Bruyne. I think it's between Ngolo Kanté and、uh, Jorginho because、um, they both won the Champions League final, and、um, obviously De Bruyne is an amazing player. But this year he was unlucky、uh, losing in the final. And uh, he didn't. Um, uh, yeah, he was just unlucky with the injury. And but I would say, like Kante, he's such an amazing player,、um, all around、uh, amazing. And and、so、Jorginho is also very good, very smart,、uh, great passing. But I would say that maybe Jorginho would deserve it because he won also the Euros. So、uh, not Kante won the Champions League, but. Uh, Jorginho won the Champions League and the Euros,、uh, so I would I would say Jorginho, but it's a close one between the two. I think. Okay, okay, that's fair. For me,、um, it's a tough one. I mean, they all had good campaigns.、Um, I think for me though, it has to be between De Bruyne and Jorginho because for me, Conte, like yes, he had a great semi-final and final, but apart from that. He was really non-existent. Like you know, quarterfinals, round of sixteen, group stage. He wasn't, you know, that crazy.、Um, I don't know. I'm really leaning towards De Bruyne to be honest, but because of the fact that Jorginho has won, you know, the UCL, the Euros, the Super Cup, like everything, apart from the Premier League, I I really don't know. I'm really on the fence with this one.、Um, I. I'm gonna go with Jorginho simply due to like how many trophies he won, but honestly, I'd say it's really close to De Bruyne because De Bruyne also had a phenomenal season. I thought、yeah. he was really consistent, and I think you know City were just、uh, unlucky to not win it. But、uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah.、Uh, but it's gonna be a close one. Like honestly, I think all three of them have a solid case to win it. So、uh, yeah, man. Yeah. All right, we move now to the men's coach of the year. So the nominees are Pep Guardiola,、uh, Mancini, and Tuchel. Tuchel. I don't know how to say it. Tuchel or Tuchel. Yeah, Tuchel. All right, there we go. All right, I'm gonna immediately also eliminate、uh, Pep Guardiola because I he's a great, great coach. But I think that it's between Mancini and、uh, Tuchel. And so Mancini, he won the Euros, and he was in, in, incredible. Like he had an incredible run with Italy,、um, and、uh, yeah, obviously because they won the Euros. But for Tuchel, he won the Champions League with Chelsea after being、uh, was it? He got sacked by PSG, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he made an incredible return with Chelsea, winning the Champions League and、uh, making an incredible rebuild for Chelsea. Now they signed Lukaku recently. And、uh, they're gonna be a very dangerous team next season, but、uh, I'm gonna say that Tuchel deserves it over、uh, Mancini because w- I would say winning the Champions League is harder than winning the Euros overall. But also, I think that、uh, he was just a bit better than t-、uh, Mancini overall. So yeah.、We- um. Yeah, I have to agree with you on this one.、Um, I definitely say it's between Mancini and Tuchel.、Um, I actually didn't know Tuchel was German. I don't know why,、um, but anyways,、um, yeah, I have to go with Tuchel. I think as well, simply because you know you look at this Chelsea team and at, at the state it was at before he came, you know this was it was a pretty average Chelsea team. You could say like it wasn't really a scary team. Like let's be real, no one thought. Chelsea were gonna win the whole thing in the group、yeah. stages. No one, and then you know they fire Lampard. Tuchel comes in. Tuchel seems to have a job that looks almost impossible, and 
you know, he does the impossible and, and wins the UCL. And um, I was really impressed. Like, I'm not going to lie. Me, myself, I didn't expect much from Tuchel. Um, but I was completely wrong. And I'm proud to say I was. I mean, he's done a great job at Chelsea so far. So for me, it's clear cut Tuchel. But I think Mancini also deserves credit. Um, you know, obviously won the Euros. Um, I think Italy are on like a 26 game winning streak right now, which yeah, which is crazy. That's insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I have to go with Tuchel on this. But one. really, what stuns like what really really impresses me about uh, Tuchel is that he brought the best out of many of the players that thought like we thought that were like like um completely like gone finished like, finished yeah yeah, yeah. no that that's a that's definitely a good point for sure um yeah he has kind of revived a lot of players i feel like even keppa is starting to yeah exactly. you know get a bit more respect like uh he brought on keppa on yeah in the uh what was it what tournament was it was the it uh the, the, super, the super league no no uh FA Cup? I think it was the FA Cup. I think. No. I don't even remember, but he brought him on on the final of a match. I forget which final. I apologize. Um, oh, and it was he brought Villarreal, I remember. Oh, yeah. So it was the Super League. Yeah, you're right. Super you're Cup. right. Yeah. Uh, Super Cup. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. It's fine. Yeah, he <laughs> saved. I remember he saved Albiol's penalty, and I think he saved another one, too. But, you know, that was a smart decision. Like, no one, like, I remember, like, I was on Twitter and a lot of Chelsea fans are panicking, like, don't bring on Kepa, don't bring on Kepa, and then brings on Kepa, and Kepa had a great, you know, showing in in the penalties. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I really, I'm really impressed with what Tuchel has done. He's completely blown me away. Um, You know, obviously just signing Lukaku, and I have no doubt in my mind that that's going to make them an even scarier team um, if they're not already scary enough. So, you know, I think they have a real case to, you know, go back to back in the UCL maybe, even with PSG being as good as as it is and maybe winning the Premier League as well. Yeah, this Premier League is going to be incredible. Also with Manchester United, with Rafael Varane now, it's going to be a a really... Yep, and Sancho. Huh? Yeah, and Sancho, yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a really, really incredible, like really tight Premier League race this season. I hope so. I hope so. You know, um, yeah. last year was a bit of a a lame race, if you ask me. City were kind of the just dominating, but and the year you know, and the year before Liverpool kind of dominated until like they started yeah. slipping up a little bit at the end, but still. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually have a question for you and. It just came to my mind right now. Like, do you think that people are like underrating Liverpool to win it? Like to have a good campaign? Like I'm seeing some people say they might not even make top four. Yeah, because they kind of have been slipping up a little bit, but I think that they can make up. I think they can make top four. I think that maybe the top four will be like Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Manchester City, something like this. Mm-hmm. But like also Spurs are, have a chance. But I think that Liverpool will do well. Yeah, um, they 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 have been playing well recently. I think and uh, yeah, I think people kind of overhate them a little bit. But yeah, yeah, um, I have to agree with you. I don't see them challenging for the title. Yeah, but I think them. I think they can have a good season, but, you know, it's really going to depend on if their main player, their main man, Virgil van Dijk, will play the way he was playing before his injury because, you know, he picked up a brutal ACL injury last October. Mm -hmm. You know, he was out for almost, what, nine, ten months? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. And, you know, van Dijk, he's also not the youngest of players anymore, so it's not like his... Exactly. So it's not like his body can recover as quickly. So, you know, look, if Van Dyke can perform, if Gomez can perform, you know, if Salah can perform, if Mane can get back in form, um, then yeah, I and- think they will be a respectable team for sure. Yeah. And uh, Diego Jota has really changed Liverpool. I see he's had a really good impact on them. Uh, because Roberto Firmino is really inconsistent with scoring goals, so Klopp has tried playing him at striker, and we've seen that he's scored many goals. 
uh, and I think he's really helped Liverpool improve. Yeah, but I, as as you were saying about Van Dijk's injury, um, like when players are older and they get injuries, like that they tend to like not just not not just re- take longer to recover. Sometimes it's career ending because they're too old to recover from a severe injury. But Van Dijk has recovered. But I, I'm curious to see if he's gonna be the same again. But most likely not. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. ACL injuries are are yeah. really really tough to come back from. Like people really don't understand. Like ACL injuries are are tough because they when you're out for so long you're your muscles they just naturally you yeah. know start to lose its muscle and, yeah imagine you know exercising for 10 months when they're like training and playing matches like many times a week so that's just a big blow mm-hmm. exactly like there's been many athletes in the past who you know they've had um acl injuries but they never got back to that true form one you know for example marco asensio you know, yeah. he was, he hasn't been the same ever since uh, an ACL injury. You know, for basketball fans, you can look at Derrick Rose. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, look, I hope he is, he will, because he is a quality center back. Um, but it but, annoys me when people compare him to Ramos, because Ramos has been, like, three generations really, really good. Van Dyke has just been good for the past few years, so I don't even know how people can compare him to Ramos, to be honest, but... Uh, yeah, I have to agree. Um, just, yeah, but anyways, that's, that's another topic. We won't get into that. (laughs) Um, but anyways, so now we're going to get into the discussion, Arsenal and Tottenham. We'll start with Arsenal. Now, Arsenal is one of those clubs that have, they're one of the biggest clubs in the world, but they've kind of fallen from grace, you know, kind of like AC Milan, although to be fair to AC Milan, they have... They're doing well now. Obviously. They're doing well now. They're doing better, I should say. Um, they've done some great business in recent years, so uh, kudos to them. But Arsenal, man, I mean, this is a team that it seems like it's been in a rebuild since like 2009. And at least in 2015, they were a respectable team. But now, just a total joke. What do you think of this whole Arsenal team right now? Well, I kind of feel like they they completely rely on Aubameyang to uh, score the goals for them. And uh, I just think that, like, they don't really have quality players to compete for the Premier League, you know? Um, like, their, their midfield's just average. Their defense is pretty weak. They're, like, I mean, other like, Leno's good. But, like, and their attack, I mean, their attack is aging. You know, Aubameyang, 32. Lacazette 30. Did Lacazette leave Arsenal or is he still at Arsenal? No, he's still there. At the yeah, time we're the, recording, he's still there. But they're aging here. and, um, yeah, and Saka's, he's a good talent, but, like, they don't really have world-class, any world-class players to really compete for the title, and that's what you need in the toughest, arguably the toughest league in the world, so, yeah, that's just what happened. They weren't able to replace their, uh, like, they weren't able to fill in the shoes of their legends that they lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you made a lot of good points. You know, I feel like Arsenal—they don't—they don't have much of a plan. It seems like I know that their plan is—you know—they're trying to get younger. It's very clear. I mean, you know, with signings of Kieran Tierney, Ben White, Gabriel, um, Saka, Maitland Niles, all those guys. But it—you know what? These players, like, no offense. I mean, they're good players, but they're not players that are good enough to win the UCL, if you ask. Uh, not the UCL, the Premier League, like, if you yeah. ask me, you know? Like, yeah. they recently splashed £50 million on Ben White. And don't get me wrong, I mean, Ben he's White is a, it's, he's a decent player, but... But not worth £50 million. Exactly, he's not worth £50 million. £50 million is someone that you're paying for a guy who, you know, who's great at his, great with his feet, has great passing, and Ben White isn't really that, you know? Ben White is just your very typical defender he's good defensively he's not good in the air though um mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean i think he can he's, he's a good signing i think that was just an overpay um yeah i think also the quality of their players and depth is really really poor like really poor mm-hmm. um you know like guys like hector bellerin rob holding callum chambers pablo mari like a whole list 
whole list. I can go on. Uh, Kolasnich, um, I don't even know, Xhaka, Elneny, uh, Lacazette, all these players. Like, if you ask me, they are not, like, up to the level that you would expect from a team of Arsenal's, you know, size. Um, you know, like, I also think that they've just, the business that they've been doing over the last few years has been atrocious, atrocious. Like, you know, look at someone like Nicolas Pepe, who they splashed, what was it, 83 million euros, something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's yeah. It's close to that fee. I mean, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been 83 million euros. Um, look at Thomas Partey. I mean, you know, to be fair, he has been injured, but, you know, that's not a signing that has worked out either way. Um, you know, the only signing that I would say has really hit the ground running was Gabriel. That's it. But, you know, Lacazette, Lacazette has been very on and off. Um, Willian has been very poor. Kieran Tierney so, has been pretty good, no? It, Kieran Tierney has been good, yes. I, I did forget to mention his name. I'm not going to say Ben White simply because he's only played, like, one game. Um, but, you know, in his first game, to be fair, I mean, he didn't have a good game. But, again, I won't go too deep into it because it's his first game with Arsenal and a new team, new system, so I understand but uh you know what i think the big problem is right now like as you said they they buy just they want to make their team younger but then they just for example buy ben white and then just throw him in the starting 11 and then just expect them to be world class you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like like they're like you just if you're gonna put in youngsters you got to develop them you can't just like start them and expect to win the premier league yeah that's just what i think the problem is you know you make a good point there you actually make a really good point there like development especially with young players it has to be like you can't just throw them into the starting 11 you know because once they get into that starting 11 now the pressure is really really high i mean ben white he is so much pressure on him right now and understandably so i mean 50 million pounds it's a lot of money especially for a defender so Mm -hmm. yeah man um i feel like another problem with arsenal though is simply they don't have the same attraction that they once had you know like arsenal back in the day and i'm talking back in the day like back in like 2007 like you know, with Thierry Henry. Mm-hmm, like they were able to attract the best players in the world like you know Thierry Henry, mm-hmm. um patrick vieira so many more and now they i feel like they just they don't have that factor anymore simply because players don't want to go to a club where they're not going to play european football you know, that's why Odegaard made a big mistake, in my opinion. I think because he's not really gonna like my, my issue with what his, like he's not really gonna get anywhere in his career if he's just gonna go to a team like Arsenal. You know what I mean? Like he's not really gonna win much or anything. So I just think he should have stayed with Real Madrid or moved to a team like he could get playing time, but also win something. Oh. Mm. I don't know. I think I might have to disagree with you there. I think, honestly, Odegaard going to Arsenal was sort of smart for him because he's going to a club where he's going to get guaranteed minutes. The manager likes him. He likes the manager. And honestly, even if he doesn't win, like, I'm going to make a prediction. I don't think Ars- like I don't think Odegaard's long-term plan is to be in Arsenal. I think Odegaard simply wants to be at Arsenal because he's going to get a lot of minutes and a lot of... Um, people watching him and I feel like if he plays well he's gonna get um, a a lot of attraction from fans and other teams so I feel like he's kind of betting on himself you know yeah Um, that's just my prediction look I could be totally wrong maybe he's like you know what I want to play here I want to win but I don't know that's kind of what I think but yeah um, yeah man I, I just it's crazy to think how Arsenal have fallen so far from grace. I mean, this is a team that, you know, is the only team ever, by the way, to go undefeated in a whole full Premier League season. Wow. You know? That's incredible. Yeah. They went from that to, I mean, not even being European football. They won't even be playing European football. They play, weren't they like ninth last year in the Premier League? Yeah. Something like that. Ninth. Ninth, man. I don't, to be honest, I don't even consider them in the top six anymore. Like, for me, the top six is 
uh, Man City, United, mm-hmm. Liverpool, Leicester, uh, Tottenham, and Chelsea. I'd yeah. say that's the top six. Like, I seriously don't think Arsenal's serious um, for top six anymore. But I don't even know if they're, like, it's arguable that they're not even top eight, maybe. Like, I don't know. No, no, they're top eight, but, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. I feel like also the signings that they've been making, like, I know we, we ta- alluded to this earlier, how they've been doing that bad business, but... I feel like they're just, there's again, they're signing players that just don't make sense, you know? They signed Nuno Tavares, and look, I mean, it is a loan. Um, how long? How long is the loan? I don't even know. It's just a long-term loan, it says. But, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know who Nuno Tavares is. Like, I'm... I'm honest, I don't. From ben- but he moved from Benfica. Yes, I know, but I I, I don't know who he is. Like yeah. you're talking about Arsenal here. Like this is a sign that you would expect from a club like uh I don't know West Ham or Brighton or like Southampton. You know, kind of like a mid-table Premier League team. But Arsenal, really? <laughs> you know, uh, they're they're also uh, I don't know if you've been hearing the rumors, but they are trying to sign. Aaron Ramsdale from Sheffield United. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why would they do that? They have Leno. <laughs> well, that's what I'm asking. Like, my question is, is if Aaron Ramsdale comes in, is he going to be a starter or is he going to be on no, the bench? For, yeah, for the bench. But my question is, why why don't they focus on improving, like, their defense or midfield? Why the goalkeeper, you know? I think that... Well, I think I think they had the right idea of trying to get a good keeper because their goalkeeper depth is pretty poor. I mean, apart from Bern Leno, they really don't have anyone. Um, Maliano Martinez did very good last season, but he's at Aston Villa now, right? Well, yeah, but he's not an Arsenal player, so... Oh, he, he played for Arsenal last season. No, he didn't. Last he season, he was playing at Aston Villa. Oh, no, I meant, like, the 2019-20 season, because now we're considered... Man, we're not talking about that season anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, I understand that they're trying to get some depth in goalkeeper, and I think that's smart, but, like, they've been debating... They've been devoting, like, their entire summer to this player, and, I mean, he's not a bad player. Like, he is a young keeper. He can develop, but... I mean, for 30 million pounds, like, to put this into perspective, Real Madrid bought Thibaut Courtois for 30 million pounds. Yeah. You know? Like, who's the better player? Thibaut Courtois or Aaron Ramsdale? Courtois. Of course. Any day of the week. Any fan can agree with that. Um, And, I mean, we're talking about Aaron Ramsdale, the same keeper who was starting for Sheffield every day, the same Sheffield that just got relegated. Just saying. Just saying. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Like, it's just so many questionable moves that they've been doing. I don't know, man. Um, who do you think? Like, if there were three players that you would sign for this Arsenal squad with a budget of two hundred million euros, who would you sign? Tough question. Oh yeah, that's tough question um actually no you know what before i ask that i'm gonna say who would you sell from this arsenal team oh there's and obviously be reasonable because i mean you can't sell the entire team yeah okay like i think because arsenal need money they should sell like players like for example i think they should sell uh maybe like lacazette or uh yeah i agree with that or maybe sabios maybe well no uh, sabios is at realm gym my friend oh he moved back Oh yeah, he was on loan. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, else, no, like maybe maybe they like Hector Bellerin. I don't know if he's, he's yeah worth, he's not yeah, I, he's worth much, but I have to agree with that. Um, you see, the players I think that they for should for for sure keep is Saka. Um, you know, Smith Rowe is looking very good. Mhm. Yeah, but like other than that, I mean like. And Leno and Aubameyang, but like other than that, like all the other players are like either okay or pretty like questionable. Do you consider Aubameyang as untouchable? No way. No. Okay. Okay. I I was I was gonna say I, I have to agree. In 
you know what? Yeah, it, like I would definitely sell Lacazette because for me, Lacazette just—he's not a special. Like he's not very good, if you ask me. He's a very patchy player, um, like purple patch player. Like if that makes sense, you know, he's very inconsistent in terms of form and stuff like that.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I would sell him. And to be fair, Lacazette still. Like you get a decent return for ours from、uh, Lacazette.、Um, I would probably sell William just because you know he's already pretty up there in age and he he hasn't been good with Arsenal.、Um, I'd probably sell Mohamed El Neni,、um, probably Lucas Torreira as well because he's just been very average and you can probably make at least you know. Like thirty mil, which is decent. What about Jaka? You think they should sell Jaka? I don't know. I'm on the fence with this one because I'm looking at their midfield right now, and the problem is, is that they have a very young team, but you also need to have a bit of veterans, you know. And Jaka brings that, so I'd probably keep Jaka, especially considering he did just sign. A contract renewal with Arsenal,、yeah. um, but, but if、yeah. he just signed a contract, they could sell him for much more, right? Well, no, they wouldn't sell. They wouldn't sell him like weeks after they just signed a contract. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah,、um, I'd probably sell Kolasinac, Pablo、yeah. Mari,、um, David Luiz, or did he leave? David Luiz left. Yeah,、oh. he's a he's a free agent right now. Oh, okay.、Uh, so yeah, but. All right, do you want to answer the big question now? Okay.、Um, so you have two. Listen. So you have two hundred million euros to spend, and it can be from. It can be anyone. Anyone. Okay. So I think first, I think they should sign a a, a quality center back. So I'm gonna think maybe. Maybe like they could sign like Antonio Rudiger or something. Like maybe him. He would be pretty. He would help them a lot. And、uh, I think they need a, a really good midfielder, like maybe.、Uh, I'm trying to think here, like maybe like like it doesn't have to be realistic, right? Like it just has to be in the, the money. Yeah, it doesn't have to be realistic. Okay, like maybe I'm just thinking about t- like Barcelona. So like maybe they could sign like De Jong or something. I don't know. How much、okay. is, he worth? is he worth too much? Um, I mean, I don't know. He's probably worth at least hundred mil, ninety、yeah. mil, ninety to a hundred. I don't know. I could be wrong, but、uh-huh. that's probably think, where I'd value him. And then I think the last pl- position that they should sign is maybe like a left winger, maybe like um. Okay, like this one, maybe cheaper one, like Wilfred Zaha or something. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Tough one. All right. All right. So, I I'm gonna go a bit of a different approach. I personally don't think they need a center back. I think they have a pretty solid center back pairing、um, with Gabriel and Ben White. I will say I do think they need a right back.、Um, so who would I sign at right back?、Um, I would probably go for. Mm, I'm trying to think of a player who kind of matches Bellerin, even though this is super unrealistic, like extremely unrealistic. Like, I'd probably try signing Hakimi,、mm-hmm. even though it's unrealistic. I understand he'd probably cost I don't know eighty million euros, seventy、yeah. fives around that area. So I'd bring Hakimi, and I'd say he's pretty similar to Bellerin, just a、would、lot you- lot better. Would you consider、um, Semedo as an option at right back? No, no, not at all. To me, I I don't rate Semedo at all. I think he's a pretty terrible player. Yeah. <laughs>、um, so yeah, I think if you get Hakimi, that that makes the backline look really serious because now you have Hakimi right back, Ben White and Gabriel center backs, and then you have Kieran Tierney on the left. And now it's like okay, you know, you're working with something here. Midfield.、Um, Does do they need midfield? I mean, they have Thomas Partey,、uh, Emil Smith, Smith Rowe, Shaka. I'd probably. Tr- I mean, they did just sign Odegaard, so I was gonna say they need to sign an attacking midfielder maybe, but they did just sign Odegaard. 
Um, so st- I would definitely sign a striker. Um, because if you're selling Lacazette, I definitely sign, sign a striker. I'd probably go for Holland. Um, now Holland would be really expensive. Um, he would be. I mean, if you wait till next year, he'd be around 80 mil. So let's say we wait till next year. Um, so that's 160 mil. I have 40 mil left to spend. Mm. So who do we have? We have Holland. We have uh, Hakimi. Midfield, I'd probably go. I don't know if they need a midfielder. I'd probably sign a backup keeper simply. Um, I think I'd probably sign. Um, who's a decent. Honestly, I'd sign Ariola. I think that'd be a, like a really solid backup keeper option. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just to be a backup or rotate with Lana. Like, I think that'd be really solid. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Con- oh, yeah. So you would play a bombing at left wing? Um, I'm not sure. I'd probably play more of a four-four-two, and I'd have Aubameyang up top, then um, Holland up, up top with him, then probably Saka on the left. Midfield would probably be uh, Partey and Odegaard, um, and then the back four that I mentioned, and then Leno. And then there, I think that that's a, a team that can at least compete for top six, at least maybe yeah. top four. Yeah. Alright, well, we've talked a lot about Arsenal there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, let's move on to Tottenham. Now, Tottenham, let's just say they're in a better state than Arsenal, yeah. but they're not in a great state. Um, obviously, they have this whole um, Harry Kane situation, which I actually want to ask you about. What do you think of this Harry Kane situation right now? Uh, yeah, well, I think if Tottenham lose Harry Kane, they're, they're gonna be, like, in big, big trouble, because Harry Kane scores, uh, Harry Kane, along with Son, scores, like, most of the goals for Spurs, so I really think that Tottenham should do all they can to keep him, because I would say he's an untouchable for Spurs, but, yeah. But he wants to go. Do you want to keep an unhappy player? Yeah, um, well, okay, then, if he's unhappy, then... I guess if if uh, like how much money are they offering for him? I think they want around 150 million. Yeah, if they pay 150 million for sure. Yeah, because you can literally sign Holland with that money. I don't think I don't think they'd get Holland. I don't think uh, Holland would want to go to Tottenham. If I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm saying like if you sold him for that much, you can get like a very good striker. So yeah. 150 million. Yeah, sure. I think I don't really think anyone's gonna pay 150 million, but we'll see. You think, you think when the transfer window closes, you think where do you think Kane will be playing? Where are the who's offering? Who wants him right now? Like who are the offers coming from? Man City. Man City. Uh, yeah, I think there's a good chance he can go to Man City because Manchester City need a really good striker right now because they mm. lost Aguero and Gabriel Jesus. Well, he isn't really he's he's decent but he isn't like good like mm-hmm. good enough for to be a striker at men's starting striker for man city yeah yeah so i think yeah there's actually a good chance uh it's just gonna be like the right offer that needs to come from uh, i think tonham's not gonna be flexible i think that manchester city are gonna have to offer a lot like maybe 100 million or more something mm-hmm. like this yeah that's what i'm thinking but i think it will be a really good deal for manchester city but also, then it will be a be- really bad deal for Tottenham, unless they get it. But if it, if the good if it's like hundred million or more, then it's a good deal for both parties. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think um, that's what will happen. But. You you know how like last year, some I think it was last year, he signed a contract and he had a quote unquote gentleman's agreement with Daniel Levy to leave the club, and obviously now he wants to leave the club. But mm-hmm. Daniel Levy isn't allowing him to. What do you think of that? I think that it should be the player's decision whether he wants to leave or not. You can't, like, hold the player by the scruff of the neck and just say you have to stay. Because, like, what if he just doesn't perform? What if he doesn't do it? Like, what if he doesn't play good? Like, because if he's unhappy, he won't play well. He won't give anything for the club. So I'm saying, like, you you shouldn't hold a player because it's also bad for you, not just for the player. Uh I just think you should. If he wants to go, you should let him go, I think. I think, personally, the whole gentleman's agreement, it's all bullshit, if you ask me. Because 
like this is a business there's no games and there's no friends in business if it's not in paper written it doesn't mean anything legally speaking it does not mean anything so like technically speaking daniel levy daniel levy he has no like he doesn't have to do anything because it's not written anywhere on a contract and i think that was a big big mistake from from uh, Harry Kane to not add like a release clause or some sort of um, something like that. But uh, speaking of release clause, did you see Benzema's release clause of one billion? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, but people were saying that Ronaldo also had that at some point. I think was it at uh, Real when he was at Real Madrid or Manchester United? Uh, it was at Real. I'm pretty sure there's like a rule in La Liga. Because a lot, if you look at like Real Madrid's release clauses, a lot of them are really high. Like I'm pretty sure Brahim Diaz has a release clause of like 750 mil or something like that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they it's like they do that on purpose. I don't know why, because but they it's don't like want a, anyone to buy him. I guess. Well, no, it's not. I don't think it's that, but it's it's just like a rule. Like I don't know. It's I could be completely wrong, but I heard that somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, like, no one's gonna pay seven hundred fifty million for Brahim Diaz. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't I even know even... if someone would pay seventy-five million. Like, maybe. No, no, I don't think so. I, Brahim Diaz, I wouldn't say is worth more than fifty mil, if you ask me. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's get to Tottenham. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, Tottenham, they're not like again, as I mentioned, they're not as laughable as Spurs are, but. They're still not great. Like, they had a pretty poor season. They actually just lost to um, some, like, Portuguese team in the Conference League, which is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, what do you think of this current Arsenal squad? Tell me. You mean Tottenham? Uh, Tottenham. Pardon me. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think that um, their attack is, is actually good with... Uh, Son and Kane, the, like with Bale leaving, though they may need to uh, find a, a right winger. Oh yeah, they have Bergwijn and Lucas Moura, but I don't know if they're good enough. But uh, and then their midfield, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty decent, I think. And then their defense with the like it's like there's two center backs, Belgian center backs, uh, Dyer or I mean Alderweireld and Vertonghen left now, both of them, because uh, yeah, so they were really good at Tottenham. And now that's a big blow. So, but they have Davinson Sanchez, Eric Dyer. But I still think that's not good enough if you want to get top four. I think, yeah, Regulon did Regu- is Regulon did Regulon return or is he still at Tottenham? Uh, yeah, he's still at Tottenham. Yeah, I think he's r- a really good player, Regulon, and Doherty is good as well. And then Loris is good. So I just think that they need to improve, like maybe the midfield and the center backs, and maybe a right winger. And I think they'll be really really in like in business for top four okay okay um i don't think they're gonna make top four i don't think they have a chance of making top four even unless they go on some crazy run or mm. something i don't know i mean to be fair their squad doesn't look bad i mean they've done some decent business in recent years um which i will give credit to uh you know they signed a regular uh, Christian Romero, uh, Hoijberg. Oh, um, yeah, but Christian Romero, never mind. Yeah, he's uh, going to be a great addition. I forgot. Yeah. And they signed uh, Lo Celso. Yeah, I mean, Lo Celso, I don't he's okay, rate that highly. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hill, uh, who's looking like a very promising young winger. You know, I've watched him before in the Real games when uh, whenever he played against the, yeah, against us. He always played actually quite well, so uh, I think he's going to do well. Um, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of dead weight at the club, and that is what's really bringing them down. You know, they have guys like uh, Ben Davies, Lucas Mora, Serge Aurier, who Serge Aurier is actually very talented, very talented, but he's so inconsistent, and that's the problem, you know. As much as I hate to say it, is Dele Alli. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bergwijn hasn't been great. Um, Sessa Gensen has not been great. 
Um, you know, there's also Eric Dyer. Uh, yeah, but I think Eric Dyer has really, like, stepped up these past two seasons. But, yeah, I mean, like, he's not, like, like amazing, but I still think he's a pretty decent player. But, yeah. Where do you think... Who do you think Tottenham needs to buy? Like, what do you think is a position that they really need to focus on? I think... I think right winger, honestly. Okay. And I think that maybe, like... uh, What's the... Like, I can just, like, say... I'll say someone, like, reasonable. Maybe... Uh, yeah, I think like they would maybe want to sign. I don't know. <laughs> Pressure's on. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kidding. Take your time. Don't worry. Maybe like. I don't know. All right. While you're thinking, I think someone a, a position that they really need to focus on. Actually, no. Because I'm just thinking, I was gonna say center back, but then I just realized they bought Christian Romero. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know what? Maybe mid. I mean, I don't know. They have a decent midfield. I mean, they have Ndombele, Sissoko, Loselso. So you know what? I'm gonna agree. I think maybe right wing. Yeah, I'm. I'm agree with you. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, I think left back as well. Left back and oh no, but they have regular. Oh, regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yeah, I'm going to go with right wing. Okay. Let's say right wing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, maybe uh, they could... Uh, oh, I got one. Maybe they could maybe sign, like, Mares or something. I don't know if he, he wouldn't want to leave, but, like, I'm saying, like, maybe, like, that, that would be a good option. But... That would be a decent option. Only problem with Mares, though, is that, you know, he's already, like, what, 30 or 31? 30, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he doesn't have age on his side. But look, if they want a player who, you know, will give them, you know, like four or five years, then I think that'd definitely be a decent option. Um, I mean, they just signed Brian Hill. Hill, sorry. Yeah. So, but I don't know, like, he's a good player, but I think he isn't good enough to start at right wing yet. You know, like, I think he's a project at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, I think he needs to... Um, try maybe getting a little bit more weight on in terms of you know muscle and stuff like that because he's very small at the moment um, you know work on his finishing stuff like that but and right wing I think I think a good option would be like even though it's kind of, like it's not totally unrealistic but I feel like a player like Pulisic would be good for them Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got one. Would you consider like Mason Greenwood to be a good option? Yes, but there's no way he leaves uh, yeah. United. There's no way. Yeah, I just like, can't think of like a realistic good option that would really work. Like, I just can't really think of. Yeah, that yeah. That would no be for good. sure. But I think I think I feel like Pulisic is somewhat realistic. Like, I don't think Pulisic is someone who Chelsea yeah. like consider untouchable. You know. What about Ziyech? Do you think Chelsea would let him go or no? Because mm, he can play, I think, he plays on the road. I think, if a, I think if a reasonable offer came in, I think they would at least consider it. Like, I, again, I don't think he's a player who, like, nope, we're not going to sell him. Even if you offer us 500 mil, well, they'd just be stupid at that point. But, um, you know you know what I mean. Um, yeah, whereas I don't think they would sell Havertz. Yeah. But- but Zia. You know, Havertz, yeah, Havertz is untouchable. I think he's a player who's, who's really proved himself um, in the last that's few one months. Of the, yeah, that's one of the players that Tuchel really brought the, the good side out of. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm going to go with Pulisic. I'm, I'm just going to go with Pulisic because yeah. at the moment, I cannot think of anyone. Yeah. Oh, you know who would be decent? Serge Gnabry. Ah. Oh. I think that'd be... And you know what? He's been linked with Tottenham before. Oh. He has been. I think that'd be a pretty solid option for them. That's true. Yeah. You know, like, maybe not the ideal one, but I think he'd be solid for them. I think that would be a really good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, who do you think are players that they should sell? Players that they should sell. Um... And now, remember, like, keep in mind that some of these players, they obviously need squad depth. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I. Okay. Yeah. So then maybe like 
for example, Ben Davis and Serge Aurier, because do they, they, I don't think, I think those are the replacement left back and right back, so maybe they should, like, keep them, I don't know, uh, but, so now the center backs, uh, it's Christian Romero and Davinson Sanchez now, right? Yeah, it looks like it. So maybe, I mean, they could maybe sell Dyer, but at the same time, Dyer's versatile, he can play center back or CDM. Honestly, I'd keep Dyer just because he had squad depth. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Okay, um, I think also they should keep Gavinega for a replacement goalie, I guess. But And then the midfield, they have uh, Lo Celso, Sissoko, Ndombele. Uh, 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 is that who else? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Maybe they... Like, also, I don't think, like, they have... They don't. Okay, I think. Okay, I think they should sell uh, Lucas Mora or Bergwijn. I think they should sell Lucas Mora because yeah, I he's agree now twenty twenty nine probably now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think. Oh yeah, Carlos Vinicius. I forgot about him. He's. I think he's a good option. Well, he was on loan. Oh, so now he's back at Benfica. I believe so. Yeah. All right. So I'm. Um, yeah, I don't see anyone other than Lucas Mora because like I. I don't like. I don't feel like there's too much like squad depth. There's we have some replacements, but if we sell them, then there's um, no replacements. So like, unless they're replacing them, but, uh, yeah. But I think Lucas Mora for sure because they have two average right wings, and I think they should sign a big one as we said and sell Lucas Mora. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, and if Harry Kane goes to City, then yeah, and then they could sign a replacement, so that of their choice. Okay, okay. So for me, um, this may come across a... You know what? No, never mind. I would probably sell um, Dele Alli. I think that's oh, a player I, I would definitely sell. Um, yeah, just because Dele Alli's just... He's not good anymore, let's let's be honest. Um, and I don't like his how he doesn't like work hard, you know? How mm-hmm. he always hears he's fooling around in training and not putting effort in. Mm-hmm. games as well so i just think he's not a quality player to have especially attitude wise and the changing room. oh yeah and if you've ever watched a spurs documentary you see how he gets angry all the time after the games and he doesn't help the atmosphere of the changing room but yeah yeah so i would probably i definitely sell Dele ali i'm gonna agree with you and say lucas Moore. i would sell as well because you know even though bergwijn hasn't had a great you know uh, spell with um, with uh, Tottenham. He is still fairly young. Like, how old is he? I think like he's 23, 24. Yeah, exactly. So he's still ha- he's still pretty young. Um, and you know, th- he's only had one season at Spurs. You know, it's like we've seen it with Courtois. He had a horrendous season, but then he comes back incredible. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta. I would say like give give him one more season or maybe two. Yeah. Uh, and see how he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same case with like Ed and Hazard. But. Yeah, um, I think I would also probably sell uh, Ben Davies. To be honest, mm. I don't know. He's just he's not a special player in particular. Um, I'm thinking maybe sell Serge Aurier. Mm-hmm. But, but like, who would you? If you were to sell them, who would you do? What would you do if Doherty or Regulon got injured or? Suspended? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. The good thing with uh, Serge Aurier is that he can play right back and left back, so that's a good thing about him. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he can. Um, from what I know, at least he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think I'd just simply sell Dele Ali. Um, I think I'd sell uh, Ben Davies, and I think I would probably sell. Um, Dele Alli and Lucas Moore right? Oh yes, and Lucas Moore So Lucas Moore, Dele Alli, Ben Davies Those are the three players I would yeah. sell Alright, yeah, that's mm-hmm. actually good Because if Aria can play on the left Then you don't need Davies, I guess So yeah, so like How do Arsenal line up? They play like 4-3-3, I'm assuming Yeah, I, I yeah, I think they go uh, 4-3-3 Well, if they're I think they go 4-3-3 attack mm-hmm. So you do Goalkeeper, Hugo Lloris Left back Sergio, and this is assuming everyone's fit, of course. Oh, Sergio you said you said Arsenal again, and I was confused. Oh, I don't know why I keep saying Arsenal. What's wrong with me? I said <laughs> Arsenal do four two three attack. I think uh, Tottenham do four two three defend. Defend. I, uh, I don't know. Or four, uh, two, pardon three, me. Or standard. Pardon four. me. It's fine. All right. 
I don't know why I keep saying Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, I think Spurs do uh, four two three flat, uh, un- unless they're like playing like Delhi Alley, then they'll do four two three attack. Mm-hmm. So I go. Let's just do four two three. Whatever, I don't care. Um, Hugo Lloris at the back, mm-hmm. Regulon left back. Then you have uh, Sanchez and Romero at center back, right back. Um, I mean, if in form, I'd play Serge Aurier, but. I think I'd start Dehorty over him, however you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, then midfield, I'd probably have Hoiberg. Um, then I'd probably have Sizoko. And then I have Endombele, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Hyungman Sun as left wing, Harry Kane as striker, and right wing. Um, you said Pulis, right? Um, well, no, I'm looking at this. Cr- oh, yeah, I'm just have- using the current squad. Oh, okay, sorry. Probably, I mean, they're really thin on options on right wing. Um, I'm I'm just gonna go with Brian Hill. I mean, I don't know, like more. I guess you could start more. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky situation there, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like with Arsenal, like when I'm looking at Arsenal and Tottenham, I feel like Arsenal has more wiggle room. You know? Yeah. Because Arsenal has more players that they can sell, which can generate them more money, you know? Tottenham has a, like, a pretty thin squad, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's, uh, good to talk about there. Mm-hmm. So, we're at 52 minutes. Now, just briefly, um, I want to talk about the whole Kylian Mbappe saga. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, as you know, Killing Mbappe, he wants to go to Real. Real, they want Mbappe. It's no secret. And with two weeks left in the transfer window, do you think Mbappe will be a Real Madrid player in two weeks' time? Yeah, so basically right now, it's Mbappe and uh, Real Madrid against uh, PSG because PSG want to hold on to him to next year. Yeah. Um, but Real Madrid and Mbappe want to reach an agreement this, this uh, transfer window. Um, and time's running out, but Mbappe really, really wants to go. And I think that for sure, for sure, like, um, like smart, like the smart decision would be to let him go because once again, you don't want an unhappy player. And for PSG, they cash in this year, and they cash in whereas next year he'll go for free. And for PSG, we would we we, we need a better like right wing, so Mbappe could play on the right wing, and I think it would be really important for us. And if we sign him, I think we have a very very high chance of. Or like almost, uh, we, okay, we have a high chance of uh, winning La Liga and maybe contending for the Champions League. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, I think he will sign with Real Madrid this summer because I think that he's PSG are eventually gonna think, are eventually gonna um, think that uh, they they shouldn't keep an unhappy player because uh, uh, because uh, he won't perform as well and they should just cash in on him. Uh, yeah, that's just what I think. What will happen? Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't think Mbappe will come this summer. Like, I just I see it being unlikely. Um, because it really looks clear that PSG want to keep him, and I feel like they've made it so clear that they're like okay with giving him away for free next year. You Which know? I find it is pretty dumb, to be honest. I also find it a little dumb, but at the same time, I also sort of understand because, like, you got to think about this about it this way, you know. Like, PSG have had this whole, um, they've set up this whole sporting project to win, to get to their goal, and obviously, their goal is winning the UCL, and they're closer to winning the UCL than they ever have been. Like, they're the favorites to win it, you yeah. know. And I feel like they kind of want Mbappe to be part of it. That's you know, true. with them. But the and, point is, yeah, but the point is, if, like, if the player doesn't want to be there, like, for example, he says he doesn't want to play with Messi, he wants to go to Real Madrid, you can't really force him because, like, it's not always, like, it's not really up to PSG. They can, like, force him to stay, but that won't mean that he's going to do anything for the club, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, We'll see. Look, we'll see. I, I personally don't believe in this whole... Um, you know, if he stays, he won't perform well because, I mean, Mbappe, he did play against uh, Strasbourg and he had a pretty decent game. 
I think he picked up one or two assists and uh, had a you know pretty good game overall. Um, and then tomorrow playing against Brest, so we'll see how he performs tomorrow, as in Friday, which is when this will be uploaded. So uh, yeah, um, I mean, look, if I'm PSG, I would sell Mbappe because you need to think about it this way, right? Like PSG sold Mbappe or bought Mbappe for 180 million euros. That's a lot of money, 180 million euros, you know? So I think it'd be better to just sell him now, at least make some money. You're not going to make a profit, but at least make a money, a, a, a bit of money. You know, you could probably make 120 mil, 130 mil, maybe even more. And yeah. at least, you know, at least you're losing only 50 to 60 million and not 180 million. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but my question like, for you, yeah, uh, you my can question ask. for you is that how much money do you get when you win the Champions League? Like, if they want to win the Champions League, how much money do they get if they win it? Uh, in total? Yeah. Uh, it's a fair amount. I think it's uh about like fifty million. Hold on, let me check. How much money do you make from winning the Champions League? So you make. So, if you make it to the quarterfinals, you make 12.8 mil. You make it to the semis, you make 14.6. If you make runner-up, you make 18.3. And if you uh, win the entire thing, you make 23.2. So, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I don't know. I don't really think that's worth it, rather, because we're talking 180 million if they sell him one year early. Mm-hmm. And even if they win the Champions League, like twenty three million, that's I know that's a lot, but like for hundred eighty million that they could have cashed in on, I think it's really well. They'd make more than twenty three mil. They'd make know, like fifty mil. Not, yeah, but they're not gonna be like close to hundred eighty mil. Mm-hmm. Um, what they would have got for selling Mbappe, and I think they should sell Mbappe to be honest. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's we're gonna have to see. But I feel like Mbappe may come this summer. I think he'll he'll try his best to get out, but. PSG, yeah, are being stubborn. They don't want him to go. So, yeah, there might be a, a bit of t- tension between PSG and Mbappe, but we'll see what happens. I feel like the other thing is, though, the, another argument that you can make that Mbappe should go. And, look, maybe, like, look, I could be being biased right now because, like, I want him to come here. But, like, if you just think about it, right, if Mbappe leaves this team... Like, are, they're still the favorites to win it all, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You still have Neymar. You still have Messi. You still have Icardi. You still have Di Maria. You can even play Hakimi at right wing or right mid, you know? So it's not like Mbappe leaving will affect everything, you yeah. know? Because it's just they have such a good team that it won't really matter. So I think it'd be smarter to sell now. Um, at least make some money and I still think they're the clear favorites to win it even without him mm-hmm. so yeah and listen so I've been hearing reports that um, if PSG don't want to sell Mbappe they'll go for Holland what do you think of those rumors yeah I don't for sure Holland doesn't gonna sign this summer for sure but uh, I think that if they if they don't sign up, and Mbappe. sorry, sorry, I'm talking about this summer only. Like, oh, like if Mbappe doesn't sign this summer, they go for Holland. No, That's what no I, mean. I don't. I don't think it will happen because there's only two weeks left. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna take till the end of the transfer window. I don't think it has anything to do with even being there two weeks. I think first of all, these rumors are completely false. I think it's all rubbish, but it more has to do with the fact that like Erling Holland and Borussia Dortmund. I think they've both made it pretty clear to the world that they don't want to sell. Um, you know, Holland did the interview where he said, you know, I hope no one pays 175 million euros for me. And Borussia obviously asking 175 million euros. I think Madrid would be insane to pay that kind of money considering that they can buy, um, buy him for 80 million next year. So... Um, I don't think it'll happen. I think the chances of that happening are literally less than 1%. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I could see him coming next year for sure with Mbappe. Yeah. All right. So I think that's everything, right? Yeah. Okay. So Adam, where can people find your work? All right. Yeah. My my. I keep changing my username, but uh, it's now right. It's it's at the moment Electric Real Madrid. So if you can follow me, I'd really appreciate that. And, yep, on Instagram. Huh? Yeah, on Instagram. On Instagram, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure to go follow our page at The Full Time Show on Instagram. We post well, almost daily. Um, we've been a little inconsistent. By the way, guys, we will try to be more consistent in making podcasts. We'll try doing twice a week. Um, and by the way, for anyone wondering why Dollar was not here today uh it's simply due to the fact that uh, he's busy um he's out of town and he couldn't so that's why we brought in adam all right thank you adam for uh coming on and uh thank you to everyone listening and that's gonna do it for today okay. peace bye